someone hasn't got the microphone. Oh, yes, my friend. <laughs> and welcome to the last John Mahon show of 2023, powered by me <laughs> and this wobbly microphone. <laughs> welcome so, to the slapstick episode. Yeah, of this so show. literally just as we hit go on the countdown, Ollie went, fuck my microphone. And then the top of the microphone fell off. Listen, yeah, I don't live here. This should be your job setting it all up before I get. <laughs> it get should. Hit. It really should. <laughs> Blame is on me. Well, Welcome to the chaos, Still going. my friends. We're good. <laughs> Welcome to our last show of 2023. Rather fittingly, it's episode 23 as well. 23, 23. Yeah, no one likes 46. you. 46. When you're... 23. <laughs> I was trying to just... Uh, just freeze me out. Yeah. Well... My friends, we've got a very special episode of the John Mahon Show for you today. We're going to be rounding up this year. We're going to be going through best festivals, best sets, best songs, and best albums. Best abs. Best abs. On this show. <laughs> None of those kicking around here at the moment. And it ain't me. <laughs> it definitely ain't well, me either. Subjective, I guess. But objectively i don't work out <laughs> <laughs> so we want you to play along with us this evening every time we go through a category feel free to join in because we want to hear your opinions as well but in, a, in actual fact we're going to do our last reaction of yeah the year. well john's um done a belt about 100 of each in each category <laughs> yeah ollie turned up and he was i like, was like you were like let's do a best roundup so, oh yeah i'll just pick a few bands for each each category you've got 20 or 30 best songs i got 50 50 best songs <laughs> i got a top 50 <laughs> it's mental yeah i got top 10 albums, top 10 live sets and top five festivals that's well i mean that's fine festivals and song and albums i guess but yeah songs are nah. making you very anxious speaking of songs that are going to make you anxious just every sleep token song yeah basically right why am i in control of this because i don't know John, what I'm doing. we should you should have told me this before we went on on screen should i because now let's hope it works you can fill this time i can <laughs> I, I can still talk i get mesmerized sometimes by just watching ollie at play like he's very very good at what he does it's like watching a magician at work but yeah there's one last song i want us to react to this year and it is one of the stupidest songs i think i've ever heard for many a reason but i want ollie to try and figure out what this song's about as quickly as possible Okay. So this is going to be our last reaction of 2023. The band are called Boy What and the song is called Neon Tide. Have you heard this before? Boy What? No. Good. All right. Sound. We're in, we're in for a treat. Right. Are you ready to have your mind fucking blown? Ready as I'll ever be. One studio session later. I've built machines that'll do more damage than Plan Z. Neon tide is an army that'll turn bikini bottom to a war zone. 
Any ideas? Wait, 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 wait. Is this Squidward singing? Close. <laughs> it is a SpongeBob. Close. Mr. Crab. The crab. What's the crab man? Think smaller. Plankton? Plankton. Plankton. <laughs> it was the bikini barb, and I was like, mm. so I was like, is this his real singing voice? I, I'm guessing. Is this, it an AI? I'm guessing this is AI generated. Yeah. yeah. But if you're ready for SpongeBob Metalcore. <laughs> Fox, man. I don't understand why they didn't just make this like a proper band. <laughs> Right? They've just memed it. Yeah. They've just gone, let's just do some fucking SpongeBob Metalcore. Yeah. But how sick is Plankton's vocals? Yeah. Like. Well, what some from what I gather with AI vocals is that you can record yourself singing stuff and then you can pick like, make it sound like this person, make it sound like this person. Damn. Yeah. So there's obviously a SpongeBob AI. That is everything that I needed to know about going into next year, that we have the potential to create Spongebob Metalcore. Yeah. I, I, like, oh, God. There's a breakdown. Do you reckon everything. there's going to be a whole subgenre of just AI? Probably. Bands. But yeah, I guess you could play it live. And maybe... Would you run into copyright problems with like visuals and shit? I don't know. Not live. No. <laughs> Unless you're playing of Wembley. Fair. Um, but then, yeah... I'd quite go. I'd go and see a SpongeBob themed metal band, bro. Wait for wait for this breakdown. Like it's going to convince you so hard. AI failed. This is just a little teaser for what's coming later. But the guest vocals. What happens to my oh, here he is. How many, how many times have you listened to this? <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit, I'm probably on double figures playing this song. <laughs> All the views are you on this. Where's Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man is a bar I wasn't expecting to hear in a song this year. Breakdown. This is the breakdown. How are you feeling so far? Um, oh, I like it as a song. Sick. I feel, I wish there was like a video to it. Yeah, like so a like, music video. Yeah. I'm guessing that probably would have been where they ran into copyright problems. It's the internet, though, isn't it? Doing it. I've seen loads of weird SpongeBob shit. <laughs> Broco got away with a shitload in birthday party music video. But that, it's not because you're not using their footage. You're creating. Like, it's like their likeness. Yeah. So you can do anything really, as long as you've manipulated it enough. Yeah. Are you ready for this breakdown? Yeah. <laughs> when the 
smoke rolls in and the light falls out Don't you be surprised You're the demand, so I'll supply The neon Tide Watch your final wish You just convey it to my Neptune's cast Clap, clap, clap till you can't take it back Your time is up The neon Tide is here to call Your Like, this is good. Right? <laughs> Can you see why I've listened to it so much? But I'm just like, why would you waste this on, on a Spongebob song? <laughs> Are you saying Boy Watch should have actually just claimed this is their own? Yeah. Or just <laughs> make a proper band. <laughs> stop, stop hiding behind cartoon characters. I'm sick, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I've only experienced it once and I'm already sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's in on it. He's like, is this AI Plankton? It absolutely is AI Plankton. And who's got a fucking pipe on him as well? Beat as well. Bruv. Hell yeah. Has he got, <laughs> have they got like a whole thing? One. A whole album. I don't know. That's the only song of theirs that I've actually checked out. But. Wow. Yeah. That's number 50 on my top songs of 2023. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> if I could love it. <laughs> no, it's decent. It's I just think, fucking uh, tune, isn't yeah, it? Plankton's got a big career ahead of him. Yeah, right. Like In the metal world. Who knew? Although to be fair, actually, as a kid, like listening to that guy scream, crabs, like you can, yeah. you can see where he probably got some guttural practice going. I'm just trying to think of any puns to do with <laughs> the ocean, and I was trying to think of like a mosh pit. What would like a mosh pit in the ocean be? At the, at the bottom of the sea. <sighs> Open up that sand pit. Open up that sand pit. Yeah, yeah. This is sand pit turtle. <laughs> so that's your number one so that's your number one artist song, and song and album, and album yeah. yeah just plankton spongebob ai generated music you'd go to that festival as well oh my god would i so my friends more on our top songs later we'll do that later on in the show let's start with best festivals of the year i have been to let me count them one, two, three, four, five. So I've only, I think I've only been to about six festivals this year. There's in top three in there. Or seven. I top don't know. Five. I forget. But yeah, it's not, I haven't been to as much as previous years. But I do have a, are we doing top five? I've got a top five. Okay. My number one will always be my number one. It's 2000 trees. What but, is it? Because I, damn, I don't. I don't mind who's playing 2000 Trees. I feel like I have the most fun at 2000 Trees because of the environment and the people. The environment did turn on us this year, though, on the. But not the, not at the weather, just like the people. Yeah. The crowds are great. The staff are great. Yeah. All those combined. 
makes a great festival. Damn, interesting first choice. I wasn't expecting because because I, uh, I don't think. I mean, maybe other people are like this, but I it doesn't bother me too much if the lineup isn't as good as long as I'm, I'm all my friends are there. Oh, and I've got some drinks. Ollie's just there for the. But the, there's always there's but it's like people love to moan about fucking lineups. Oh, the headliners are shit. But there's going to be something for you there. Yeah, there's going to be another band probably playing around the same time as the headliner. Yeah, that you'll be into. Yeah, stop whining. Yeah, download comment section. Oh, Fallout Boy, shouldn't be playing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of the biggest bands in the fucking world shouldn't be playing one of the biggest rock festivals. In but the everyone's complaining world. that it's not heavy enough. But you've got fucking Dying Fetus. You've got Thy Art Is Bird. Are they playing? Yeah. You got Black Dahlia Murder. Yep. Round of Sacrifice. Yep. Some of the heaviest bands. Yep. Around, but people get caught up on the headliners. Yeah. Get over it. Get over it. And that brings me on to... (laughs) Well, that's your number one, isn't it? Yeah, my number one festival from this year was Download Festival. Like, the criteria I had in mind was... I judge it heavily based off the lineup, first and foremost. I think Download's lineup this year was... But did you have a good time? I guess you did have a good time. One of the best festival lineups of the year. The set lists, like, how strong were the actual band performances at the festival and on the days, and then category three is yeah the vibes like how much did i enjoy it how much did other people surely if the vibes are bad it doesn't matter who's playing because that's vibes take the vibes bring it down yeah that's why like you got like it's like a venn diagram like yeah it's got to be like something that connects sometimes a bad vibe can turn into a good vibe with the right band yeah right there we go did confucius say that yeah (laughs) sometimes all you need is a push mosh and a, a couple of beers a warm cider <laughs> so yeah with bring me dropping the greatest festival headline set i've ever seen and you know bands like i prevail electric Callboy, having standout performances parkway parkway like proving a point that they should probably be headlining that yeah one day there's there's so much going on at Download Festival this year. I mean, weather-wise, yeah, like it was on the verge of like surviving the heat, but at the same time, you'd rather that than fucking rain everywhere. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a tropical download. Yeah. Because usually it's shit. Yeah. Shorts and tees. Yeah. Um, gotta love a bit of global warming, baby. <laughs> Heat it up. Right, number two. What have you gone for? Seeing as you went for trees, number one. I'm going to go lower, lower, <laughs> louder. Life. You saw LTL then, didn't you? And you went <laughs> louder than life. <laughs> louder than life in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Yep. It was one of the biggest festivals with the, I think probably most biggest, most bigger, the most big bands on one bill I've ever been to. Yeah. And silly lineup so you'd think that that was that would be like a a logistical, logistical nightmare. nightmare just getting all those bands in and out but it was very well run surprisingly smooth and we were sort of working there and they tra- treated us really nice yep everyone in in kentucky was nice that we met everyone loves loves your accent yep it's nice weather yep bit too hot at times oh my days <laughs> yeah um talking about struggling in the heat yeah and pretty much saw like 
every band ever. Yeah. So headliners, you had Tool, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters Green Day, Green Day Avenged. and Avenged. But then it was kind of, it was like I'd say like the the top sort of two bands on each night are basically like headline states. Yes. So you had like Queens of Stone Age, Queens of Stone Age Weezer, Weezer. Who else? Um. <laughs> Biscuit? Biscuit. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Um, Who's the other one? Pantera. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But still, like, massive bands. And then all the way down the lineup was just, like, Sleep Token. Yeah. Fever. The fact that Sleep Token played, played the second smallest stage on the festival. The fact that Enter Shikari played the smallest stage. Yeah, the smallest <laughs> stage on the festival. Like, just goes to show you how ridiculously big this lineup is. And also shout out to our pals Vicovi because they're doing a load of DWP festivals next year. Yeah. Good to see that. I want to, can I go? I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. Maybe I'll just uh, invite myself along. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> hide, turn in, up. hide in Hamish's flight case. Yeah. Where's my guitar going? <laughs> oh, just say to Hamish, do you need a guitar tech, bro? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can tune a guitar. That's about it. <laughs> Probably tech a guitar if you had to. You're really struggling with that microphone, aren't you? It's going to topple any moment, John. Listen, I'm a professional. We move. Um, yeah, and you, you're, you've got Louder Than Life. I've got Louder Than Life at number two as well. Yeah, in terms of, if we are talking best festivals of this year, the opportunity to go and experience one of the biggest festivals in North America. And infrastructure was a massive issue at festivals this year. I feel like a lot of festivals struggled on an organizational front with various different things either going wrong or not to plan and considering louder than life festival is pretty much right next to kentucky airport also louisville airport yeah. there was absolutely no issues whatsoever getting in and out each day it was day. crazy wasn't it yeah like considering traffic has been a hot topic at yeah. uk festival yeah year, that was yeah really easy to get in and out yeah surprising they've got they've got it down yeah they know what they're doing nailed it who says how hot was it, it are we was... talking download no we're talking lower lower <laughs> no, is lamb talk is lamb talking download though that lamb was there wasn't she a download no. yeah. yeah she knows yeah louisville was like 30 in the 30s wasn't yeah 30 plus Dr. Scott says it's an easy one. Slam Dunk wins by default as I never got to go to any other ones. And Elliot says, I think in a space of me and John walking around, we saw like six different bands, including Guar. Oh yeah, Guar at Download. I forgot about that. I didn't see them. Do you not? We got, so we were so close to interviewing them. Yeah. Oh. But. I forgot about that. We were meant to go to the dressing room. Yeah. And do something. But I think they were just there was there was too much going on the on the day, so yeah, it's cancel it. I forgot about that. We apparently, got, when you'd interview them, they just stay in character. Oh, imagine that! Imagine the chemistry I'd have with Guar on camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> zero chemistry. <laughs> I don't even know what their characters are. <clears throat> just monsters. Yeah, just extraterrestrial monster, monsters. Monster men. We lost quite a few big interviews at Download this year. I Prevail and Amity Affliction and speak to both of them. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of it was out of their control. Yeah. We were actually just, meant to... I don't know if I can talk about it. Black Gold were meant to do a little bit with me. But uh, they all sweated well like because it was fucking hot and, oh, and they yeah, wear masks yeah when they all came off stage they were all just like 
Yeah, like poor water. Lightheaded. Yeah. Yeah, geez, I forgot about that. Shout out to Black Gold for keeping the gimmick up in desert-like heat at Donington. I remember V-Man when he joined Slipknot, probably like the first year or two. He had one gig where he like passed out from heat exhaustion. Jeez. But like he fucking, he stands a lot of the time right next to where the pyro is going off as well. (laughs) But you're probably playing in like hot temperatures anyway. And then I can't imagine the heat on stage when you've like... Oh, oh yeah, fire going on. Well, do you remember when um, Shikari did the three sets at Reading Festival in one day, and it was like a global warming day at Reading Festival, and they had full pyro, full flame pyro on the main stage, and they were wearing three-piece suits. Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, boys, you must have ice in those veins to be able to pull that off. Yeah. I would just be a fucking puddle at the end. Uh, I can't stand still in the sun and not uh, sweat. I let alone like perform. Yeah. That would be not a good sight. No, I'd evaporate. Right. Who have you got as number three on your best? I've got download as number three. You got download as number three. Because I did. I, I enjoyed it a lot. But I feel like maybe I'm sort of. Even though Loud and Loud was a big festival we were sort of very much contained to like our areas. Whereas download, I'm sort of, I don't like the walk. (laughs) I don't like having to walk far distances between stages. Yeah. The the hill's a killer. So I just, I've realized that like, I think I prefer smaller festivals to bigger ones. Is that because of your age? Probably because of my age. Don't like big crowds of people. Mm. Probably shouldn't be going to (laughs) any. It's a good thing your job is to work in music, otherwise that could get really Listen, yeah. Stick, I stick to the, the press area, <laughs> hanging out with my press chums. <laughs> it's 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 very boring. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if you saw our slam dunk coverage from this year, but when we said in that we'd been chained to the press area the entire day, I mean it, it was a metaphor, but, but I exaggerate. I refused to actually do any work inside that press tent because it was like a sauna. Yeah. There. Yeah, I was like, terrific. we're filming all our interviews outside because I ain't yeah. sitting in that tent for... Oh, download. Hours. I download, yeah. Download, yeah. Yeah, that download press tent. Shout out to any of the creators who were in there, like people who work for like mags and like newspapers and that kind of shit and websites. Cause it's hard out here, you know? It's hard out here for the journalists. Yeah. Of the world. Yeah. <laughs> no but one thinks about the journalists. To be fair, it is a quite challenging sector. Oh, sorry to totally... Because what do you think of your new mug, by the way? OMG, tea's in the house. Brew year break. Oh, New Year break. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to your break for the mug. We got a little uh, <laughs> Christmas present package. I read it before, but it didn't It didn't click who it was. Did it not? I had to say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Friends Cheers. of the show. Hell yeah. So my third festival and um, best festivals of 2023 was Slammy D. Slam D. So I've got Slam D as number four. Number four. Interesting. So reason why Slam Dunk edged it into my top three was... Edging it. <laughs> I ain't that cool, a little fucked in the head. I get the rope. I get the rope. Do you know what song that is? Blink. There we go. 182. 
<laughs> so yeah, the reason why Slam Dunk Festival edged it into the top three for me over what my number four pick is, is like, I know there's quite a lot of logistical issues this year with the festival, but in terms of the lineup, in terms of the vibe in there and the atmosphere and the performances from the bands, it was one of the best years of Slam Dunk Festival. Like Shikari's headline yeah, really set it. was so fucking iconic. Yeah. Because that was the first outing of that production, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was great. Like that water gimmick yeah. where Ralph falls into the tank and he's like immersed in like this massive vat of water. Like genius. Absolutely genius. Friends of the show for Covey. Do, do you know, I saw a behind the scenes. I don't think it was that part, but it was another part where they have stuff like someone moving. I think it was Rob. And they basically just filmed it on a phone with a green screen in the background and used <clears throat> just like uh, keyed him out. So it's just his silhouette moving. And that's what they used on the screens. What? <laughs> yeah. They filmed it in like their, um, where all their merch is and stuff. They just popped up a green screen. That's Because uh, I guess all they needed was a black silhouette of someone moving. So they didn't have to do like a big production on it. Ah. So it's just, they've, there's this video of like behind the scenes of Rob just like dancing and doing like weird shit. That's amazing. <laughs> they use that. <laughs> DIY bands are the best bands for those yeah. kinds of like little inside stories. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What I was going to say was Vakovi, friends of the show, getting their flowers on the main stage. That was pretty cool. Got flowers, did they? Yeah. That's really nice. Launched at Hamish whilst he was trying to solo. Yeah. I threw some, I actually threw some nettles, which aren't really flowers, but it's quite dangerous. <laughs> it's quite dangerous. <laughs> launching the most violent flower bar a cactus that you can at yeah. someone gotta give them the flowers <laughs> or nettles um well i'd give my number four is slam dunk because i had a good time my number four was reading festival yeah i didn't go to reading this year so reading fell out of the top three this year for me because it was it was a bit of a weird year lineup wise but the bands that were there were fucking phenomenal like probably one of the most ridiculous festival bookings of the year was knock loose straight into sleep token. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, yeah, like fuck around and fuck that was, around. They were the reason and the 1975 that I wanted to go, but I couldn't make it in the end. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I know that there was a lot of people out there saying, ah, oh, I'm a rock music fan, been going to Reading for years, finding it hard. And I love my dance music. And I think Reading 2024 is a contender for one of the best festival lineups in the UK for next year. I mean, you've got like Fred again, Skrillex, Blink, Spirit Box. Who else? Some, hasn't someone else been added recently? To Reading? Yeah. I don't know. Biscuit got added so to much, download. So much. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um... Yeah, I can't. I do wish. I think I'll go this year, next year. Yeah, sorry. and then my number five was Two Thousand Trees, which we covered earlier. What was your number five? Number five is Burn It Down Festival. Ooh. I really enjoyed that festival. It was. It's basically. It's in Torquay, which is just a nice place to visit anyway. And it was in the summer, so they call it the English Riviera. What? Torquay. Ah. And. Basically, it's just like two venues across the road from each other. One's like a sort of smallish pub place. One's a, a bigger venue. And they just have bands playing and the lineup was sick. It was um, Harriet, Heart of a Coward. Heavy. Ifka, 
Uh, who else played? I don't know. I made it. I did a whole video. So if you go on the, <laughs> the Forever Loud YouTube, <laughs> I interviewed a bunch of bands there. Shields yeah, played. Yeah. Shields made a comeback. Uh, Dream State. Uh, Lake Malice. Nice. Who else? Lots of friends of the show. This wasn't Lamb there with you? No, Lamb wasn't there. Oh. Nah, it was great. It's, it basically just showcased like the best UK like up and coming bands. Let's go. Or the bands that is just like sort of. Like take down take, festivally. Yeah. It's just like up, up like the whole sort of main stage and the second stage were just really cool bands. That's and I really enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Well, that was our top five festivals of 2023. If you've got a top three or just a top one, feel free to get in touch and let us know. Whilst we plough through our best live sets of 2023. How many you got for this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One's a, a two, two for one. A two for. Because I couldn't decide between either. Okay, sweet. Well, I've got a top 10. So I'm going to start with honourable mentions. Honourable mentions to Vakovi at Catty. Yeah. Because that was a fucking unbelievable show. And also Foo Fighters at Louder Than Life Festival. I feel like you would have had a better time at the Cat House if you weren't stressing about where you were DJing. After. I was very, very stressed. <laughs> I was very oh, stressed. Oh, I'm DJing in the upstairs room. Turns out it was actually great. It was bad intel, right? <laughs> I got told I was in a booth and I'm not... Well, it was a booth, but you in your head, it was like a booth like this big. Yeah, like the size of this Whereas table. it was like, a, it was a big booth. Big old booth. Big booth. <laughs> I like big booths and again. Um, so... <laughs> So number 10, a tour that I actually had to go... I haven't numbered mine, by the way. Have you They're not? It's all equal. Okay. I've, I've actually ranked mine. Yeah. So number 10 is a tour that happened earlier on this year that I totally forgot about until I went through my videos just before the show started. Don Broco with main support from Papa Roach in arenas. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't go to that. Bro. Like, what a show like having and i think we need more of this in the rock scene i think we need more legends veterans and goats being main support to up and coming bands and passing that torch and going hey we want to introduce all these people who've been here since infest to your music because we're very very similar in terms of the shit that we do yeah and works the other way as well yeah for sure like, the, the, like sure the eight, there was a lot of younger like 16 fans. and 18 year olds checking out pop roach the yeah. first time what is this Last resort song. <laughs> I'm sure everyone everyone knows last resort. But like deeper everyone. cuts, like getting away with murder. The thing is, Papa Roach have a lot of new music, which is quite, and they've sort of that swerve tune. They've Swaco yeah. And, I feel like they're one of those bands that are like they move with Jason the times. Robert. They're not stuck doing like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. They make Kobe keeps up to date. Yeah. Kobe Dick. If you're nasty. And number nine, which now I'm looking at this list, I feel like I've put this far too low down, but number nine is one of the most recent gigs that I went to, which was these boys. One second. There you go. That's a sick t-shirt. It's a great t-shirt. Is it? Do you reckon it's actual? Back print as well. It's got a great back print on it. Because that's a Jägermeister, but with a... Yeah, it is. It, it's very, very close to the Jägermeister. But it's, um, it's the thing you can do. What's it called? So you, you can get away with using another another brand's logo as long as three, you change it. Three yeah. things yeah. about it. Yeah. So Lorna Shaw. That looked good, actually. I yeah. Wasn't I, don't, I don't go out very much anymore. Yeah. Lorna Shaw in Birmingham would have been a show that you'd have fucking loved, man. Like, it was 
just tight. Just everything about yeah, it was tight. And like Will had been on tour at that point. They'd done an entire European run and his voice sounded so crisp. And given the show kind of revolves around his vocal <laughs> style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Bravo. 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 It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, man. <laughs> and when I went to watch the show, I put up a video on Instagram and Sean Smith from Sapnin and what was his band called? The Blackout. The Blackout messaged me saying, I was, he was, because I put up a video yeah. of them playing to the Hellfire. And Sean was like, you know, when he does the pig squad, he's like, I was expecting like blood to start raining or for like some sort of like hellish scene or escape. And he's like, they just had sparkles. He was like, fucking sparkles. And he's like, what are they? And then he voice noted, he was like, what are they going to do next? Send out puppies. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. <laughs> that was an awful, I'm half Welsh as well. It was an awful Welsh accent. What but, are you going to do? Send out puppies. <laughs> <laughs> that was even worse. That was even worse. But yeah, Lorne is sure unbelievable. Oh, they had a snow machine during the Pain Remains trilogy, which is quite nice as nice. well. So, yeah, if you get a chance to see Lorne Shaw next year, fucking do it. Right. Should I throw one in? You've got an eight. So we're now up, we're now up to the same amount because you start it. You're eight. Okay, but these are, none of these are in order. Okay. I'm going to go. I think you've got it as well. Beartooth at Wembley. That's my number seven. Yeah. yeah. Beartooth at Wembley because it was bumped up when Academy, uh, Brixton, Brixton Academy, Academy got closed. Yeah. And. Yeah, so they had to sell a load, hell, load of t more tickets, and they did. It was a packed room, and it, I feel like they deserve to be on the Wembley stage. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And on top of that, when a band has such a dramatic change in their schedule, because like with London venues, you kind of work your way up the rankings, and selling out Brixton, which the show had done, huge feat, huge tick off the to-do list in terms That's of... That's a feat. yeah. <laughs> as like, like for your London audience but basically just over doubling that to go into yeah. Wembley is such an insane ask especially when you're so close to the gig actually happening the reason why like those arena tours get announced a year in advance is just in case they need a year to sell the tickets yeah. I mean not every band's going to sleep token it and do it in 10 but they, these bands need time to promo it to put the performance together to order the production to get everything in line so having this massive stress so close to the show happening and then delivering the show that they fucking well, I, did i think it was one of those where they probably were trying to get other venues similar size and they couldn't yeah so wembley became available so it was either no show or wembley yeah it's like fuck double it. or nothing yeah double or nothing but they smashed it yep caleb had flamethrowers caleb had a fucking flamethrower like i don't know if that's going to become a, a regular in their uk set list what the insurance policy or the budget was like for getting a flamethrower in the set yeah fucking I, I every imagine, time now i need to see that I can't imagine you own the flamethrower yeah have to hire it in yeah and the gas as well yeah expensive yeah <laughs> it's not i made i'm sound checking a flamethrower yeah. was i made in Bruce Dickinson has his own. Yeah. Every night. Pete Wentz has got one on his base. Yeah. So I guess they own it. Yeah. But yeah, if you go, it's expensive, I imagine. Yeah. Not cheap to run. Yeah. Also, yeah, you probably have to have like some sort of fireman. <laughs> fire, sa fire safety man. Doesn't have to be a man or a woman. Yeah. Or them. Fire safety person. 
um, on site just in case Caleb's aim wasn't that great. Yeah. Well, you would have. They would have had like people with fire extinguishers. Yeah, on hand, just in case. Just in case. But one thing I do want to say about that show: some of the most ferocious pits of the year happened at that Bear Tooth show. Every time I'm in Wembley and I, I see, I see it from the stands. Yeah. But you know what? Joe else made that show great. Uh, Straight from the path and motionless in white. I've seen motionless in white live so many times this year. Just they've been fucking yeah. everywhere and they've absolutely crushed it. Yeah, they were great. Caleb, he came out and did the, uh, no, he didn't. He did that on other shows when they do Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Because that bit in the songs by Brian from Knock Loose. Yeah. In the Slaughterhouse. Catch you up. Catch you yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what a tune. So, yeah, if you're just joining us, my friends, we want to know the best live sets you've seen from bands so far this year. Drop them in the chat. My number eight was Enter Shikari and the Residency Tour. Oh, Dr. Scott, in actual fact, you yeah. might... Oh, you've just dropped in some fire. Right, we'll have to come to that well, in a we've second. We've already touched on it. Have you got them again? Because <clears throat> I've, I've got Shikari at Slam Dunk. Have you? Interesting. So maybe we can talk about them both in one. Yeah, let's, let's cover Shikari ground now. So the Residency was obviously... Before start of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like I don't, I don't think I've heard of a band doing that before. No, nah. no, nah. such a unique concept for a tour. So, in case you don't know, my friends, basically Shikari booked an entire tour to happen in the same city over the course of three months. So they come back one month at a time to the same city, play the same room, except in Wolverhampton, where on the last night of the residency tour, they just decided to sell 500 tickets the day before because they can. What, 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 what? So, you know, KK Steel Mill. Because they opened it up, opened the, because they yeah. can stay in the venue. Yeah. So they did that, didn't they? Yeah. So like the way it was structured beforehand was the stage, it was like almost like they'd flipped it. So it was like portrait instead of landscape. No, no. So what happened, what I realized at Atreyu, because the tray only had half the venue. So basically it's just like a curtain uh, in the middle, which divides the back and the front. But Shikari had the stage in a different way. But the, no, the venue was, the was longer. It was the same. Mm -mm, I promise you. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. They did that. Yeah, they just decided to shift 500 <coughs> tickets, like week of show. Yeah. But what I loved is they mixed up the set list every single time because it's Shikari. Of course, they're going to do that. And there were so many deep cuts chucked in there. My favorite, and I posted a clip of this on Instagram a few months ago, was System Into Meltdown from A Flash Flood of Color. Like hearing that live again and like the way they stripped oh, it back. Oh, 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 oh. Bro, it was fire. Fire. You got a better memory than I have. <laughs> I feel maybe because I drink too much at shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember that. that Ollie's bit, there just like last song, top off, like. Yeah. Never top off. Never top off. Um, Trousers off. I've put uh, the Slam Dunk Shikari show. Interesting. Just because I really like that production. Yeah. I'm excited to see that in Wembley next year. That'll be great. They're doing Wembley? Yeah, with Fever 333 main support. Ooh. Fucking ridiculous. So, very excited about Fever that. Trez. Um Who else? Uh, that kind of covers, I had Beartooth Wembley at seven. So we've just covered that. Who have you got on your next one? See, the, still in no order. Um, Fuel for a Friend, the casually dressed. Deeper for, conversation. 
the it didn't it was it was great i loved it i mean because that album for me was probably my favorite album growing up really? one of the one of my favorite i told i think i think i've said this on the show before but i used to do the washing up to the album the washing up <laughs> like the uh the dishes do you had chores as a kid yeah and i had a cd player in the in the kitchen and one of the, i had like two cds in there and one of them was that so I used to just listen to that over and over again. Every, well, every time I did the dishes, make it go <laughs> go quicker. And they played it. And it's it's weird how you remember. Do you know if you haven't heard a song in like years, yeah. but as soon as you hear it, all you know all the words. Like most it comes memory. back to you, yeah. So it was like that. But weirdly though, well, the only thing that I didn't like about the show is they didn't play this, the album in order. Ah. Because... <laughs> I'm so I was so used to hearing it in order. It was like a bit weird. Damn, I mean, I, it's still yeah. great hearing those songs, but yeah, you know, yeah. Do you know what? Be, like speaking of albums in full, I'm gonna have to do a joint pick on one of these because there's a show that I went to this year that involved an album playing in full that I I need to rank. But that's interesting. So what? Instead of doing it, did they do it at least chronologically? So well, they did the whole album, but just not in the track order list. I feel like the, some of them fell into like the same I, same places, but they definitely didn't open with um, Red is the New Black. Really? Yeah. Is that the first one? Anyway, whatever it is, but they didn't open with the first track of the album. Oh, Dr. Scott yeah. says they did in Glasgow. What? So they didn't in <laughs> Birmingham. Because it oh, threw yeah, me cause, off. Because Dr. Scott, right, just to interject, Dr. Scott's gigs of the year, no particular order, Biffy at the Hydro, Spanish Love Songs at SWG3, Finch at the Garage, Wonder Years, SWG3, Fume for Friend at the Academy and Electric Callboy at the Academy. That's a healthy gig selection from this yeah. year, Dr. Scott. Very healthy selection. And that's interesting that in Glasgow, you got it in full, in chronological earlier, and then in Birmingham. Maybe like, I didn't, maybe I was too drunk for the <laughs> So, you know what you're saying about your memory and beers? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't play it in, in order. Um, but yeah, it was still great. And I still love that band. And um, sadly, if you heard the news. I have indeed. No more Matt. No more Matt. Hello, Lucas. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's not going to join them full time. But yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he's got another band. They're doing all right. They're not too bad. We'll be talking albums of the year in hour two, my friends. Don't worry. Yeah. So that was great. Um, so... So to recap so far, I've got Broco and P. Roach at 10, Lorna Shore, Birmingham at 9, Shikari Residency at 8, Beartooth Wembley at 7, and then at number 6, Bring Me the Horizon in Amsterdam earlier on this year, which admittedly... Are you putting that... Oh, you haven't even got... Oh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Admittedly, Bring Me are going to make another appearance on this list, but this was where I knew that download was going to be special and seeing bring me at the start of this year in a different country on a European tour, great bill as well, a day to remember main support and watching just how tight they were as a band and how much Ollie was pushing his vocals on the heavy front, like the kind of screams that he was doing that you kind of haven't seen for a good few years from bring me the horizon. It, was such a nice bit of reassurance that what was going to happen a few months later at Download Festival was going to be something special. Did they have the same production? No, which was what I enjoyed yeah. as well. It was a different. Yeah. It was a different setup. It wasn't 
as dramatic as what we saw at Donington. Yeah. It was an arena version of that, which makes me real excited about their 2024 tour with how big that show is going to be. Yeah. But it's January. It is indeed. Yeah. January bad omens. But what I'm also going to do is because bring me going to make a second appearance on this list. This is where I'm going to use my joint pick. I'm going to go for bring me in Amsterdam. I mean, you've just made up all the rules. I have. I You're like, you're saying it like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So (laughs) join sick because I can. The one day is doing the greatest generation in full. What a fucking show that was. Genuinely one of my favorite gigs of this year. I wasn't there. Bro. (laughs) Yeah. You need to get your ass to Vegas next year. Because they're doing the greatest generation in full there. You buying my flights? No. <laughs> we work in music, bro. Like, <laughs> there's there's ways. Can I uh, pay an exposure? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just hit a Richard Branson. We're like, hey man, I know Virgin doesn't need any advertising, but I can offer you some great exposure can, on the John Mahon um, show. Yeah. Get Branson on. Yeah, Richie B. <laughs> but yeah, the Wendy is doing the greatest generation in full. Dr. Scott, you know this, just how fire that show was from start to finish. One of the best albums of all time. Like definitely the greatest pop punk album of all time, in my opinion. You hate me saying that. It's not a pop punk album. It is a pop punk album. It's not a pop punk It's a pop punk album. It's not a pop punk album. It's a pop punk album. Uh, coming in at number, well, I haven't got a list. I've got a numbered list. I'm, I'm into top put, five now. I'm putting in Knock Loose at Bloodstock. Ooh. Because it was fucking great. <laughs> the rain started coming down as they were playing, but it sort of added to the yeah to the effect. That would be cool. Yeah. And just They're just so heavy. Yeah, man. Just so many bass drops as well. Like yeah. Sub drops. They've been everywhere this year, man. Like they did Bloodstock. They did Reading Festival. They did Blue Ridge. And I want, weren't they at Louder Than Life as well? No. They weren't. Because I would have made a point to go and see them, I think. Fair. Fair. I think they were. But yeah, Not Loose have been everywhere this year. And deservedly so. They're a fucking incredible band. Coachella. Oh, yeah, I did Coachella this year with Billie Eilish yeah. side of stage. Yeah. Collab next year. Oh, I imagine. Imagine <laughs> Billie Eilish tour supported by... Main yeah. support, Knock Loose. <laughs> <laughs> Book it, America. Arf, arf. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. Great. What's your, what's next? Number five. I saw Electric Callboy on the last night of their North American headline tour, which had sold out across the board in New York City. New York City. The very place. And an Electric Callboy. <laughs> and not just anywhere, but in fucking Times Square at the Palladium cool <laughs> dude it was it was one of the most gangster shows i've ever been to yeah that to be fair that's it sounds pretty it was pretty cool. fucking cool like don't get me wrong the bar prices were horrific yeah but watching electric cool boy like in one of the most famous cities in the world one of the most famous venues you can go to in north america on the last night of their tour them choo-choo their way through that venue <laughs> yeah choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo riding on the subway yeah techno subway techno subway but the supports are great for that conquer divide friends of the show they opened up and then salance is that how you say it like they're like a swedish band i never heard of them before but bro like we need to like get involved on them because they're hilarious i want to say s-o-l-a-n-c-e or e-n-c-e i see the salance or salence rings a bell salance or salence 
Solence. S O L E N C E. And oh, that was it. Right. I need to say that song. So I haven't listened to that. They've got a tune called Good Fucking Music. And that's a banger. But they're just. Is they're, it? Yeah, they're exactly like electric. Is it? Is it? Good fucking music. Is it, is it good? <laughs> I would say it's good fucking music. But they're just like electric <laughs> cowboy, man. They're fun and stupid in all the best ways. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Electric Callboy? Live. I missed them at download because I had to Pen- drive my car oh, yeah, you did, somewhere. Fuck. <laughs> I had to move my car. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I missed Electric Callboy. Oh, and and I missed the Pendulum on, as well. I missed them on the UK run as well. I don't know. Twice. But we were, I was away somewhere. I can't remember. I remember being away and I was like, oh shit, Electric Callboy played in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, but I'll hopefully see them. Are they touring again next year? They've not announced the UK one, I don't think. They got a US one. Damn it! Yeah, maybe I'll go to Europe if they're in Europe. You forget we can go to Europe very easily these days. I want to try and go to more shit in Europe next yeah. year, especially like Hellfest and like Rock yeah. and Ring and and those ones. Summer Breeze sounds like a good one. Um, who have I got next? Yeah, mine's a Tufa. Tufa. Oh, so you gave me shit early about having two? No, because I can't pick between which one was better. Oh, so it's the same band, same two band, different sets. Two different right, sets. okay. That's way more forgivable. Kublai than Khan supporting counterparts at Birmingham XOYO. Ooh. Because that was my first time I'd seen them. You raved it, about that and show. And it blew me away. I was like, that's one of the best. Just like fun, hardcore, moshy sets yeah. you can ask for. And then I saw them again at 2000 Trees. And it was just like a mood booster. Yeah. I was feeling a bit bit hungover, a bit shit. I was like, let's go and watch Kublai Khan. And it just perked me right up. Kublai Khan beat a bit of And he 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 loves the fucking dog bark. D- wasn't he dropping some hilarious sound bites before yeah. sounds as well? I can't remember any of them, but he was. What did, I swear <laughs> he's, he's such a great front man. One, one involved those... avocado, I can remember you telling me that. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it's just... Uh, is it something like... Um, See the person next to you, uh, smush them like my avocado or something, or make them into make them into avocado. Perfect. Uh, guacamole. That's it. <laughs> make Perfect. It, make them into guacamole. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have a chance to see Kublai Khan TX live, yeah. go and see him. Great band. Great band. My number four was Skrillex at Warehouse Project in Manchester, and. His name's going to come up a lot on today's show. Skrillex had a fucking year, man. And yeah, like our boy Max Such, very last minute was like, hey, got some passes for Skrillex, Warehouse Project Manchester, fancy it? And the answer to that question is always going to be yes. And then as we were on our way, I was looking at the lineup and I was like, oh, Fred, uh, sorry, Fortet's playing. That's fucking sick. And then Peggy Goo was meant to be doing a back-to-back with Fortet. Go on, say it. Who? Peggy Goo. Peggy Goo. Peggy Goo. Friend of yours? Friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? Some DJ. Pe- oh. Big, yeah, big, oh, big, just... big DJ. Big DJ from America. But Peggy couldn't make it. Terrible name. It, that, it, unless that's her actual name. I'm sorry. It, it's an unfortunate name. Mrs. Goo. Mrs. Goo. Mr. and Mrs. Goo. Yeah. Great pots, though. But they announced that Peggy Goo couldn't make it. 
So there was then the mystery in the air of who was going to replace her. And as we got to the queue to get our passes, there's an annoying security guy on the microphone who was basically like, Fred again's been spotted at London Euston Station getting a train to Manchester. And it's like, bruv, that was meant to be a surprise. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Didn't say that though, did you? I didn't because I wanted to get in. So yeah, unfortunately, fucking big Mike on security couldn't pipe down long enough to fucking Mike. Yeah. But yeah, it was Fred again and basically Pengborn House Mafia did what they did at Coachella and at Madison Square Garden earlier on this year and just did one of the most unholy back to backs of all time. Fred. Again. And again. And again. And again. In between Skrillex. Yeah. yeah. But that was just an unbelievable night. I love my dad's music and I'm so stoked that Fred's head on in Reading Festival next year. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. Lots of I, ain't, I ain't got nothing, no bad words to say about Fred again. Again. <laughs> and again. So who have you got as in your top three? Um, I've, got, I've only got two left. Oh, you've only got two Because we mentioned, I've... I've Put Vakovi Cat House. Well, you, I, again, I haven't got a top three. It's not at least okay, no order. Fair. I'm doing Vakovi Cat House because we were there. Yeah, and it was great. Lovely to see them, hang out with them. Yep. And in their hometown, it was such a great night. We we left the Cat House at five o'clock in the morning, and I had a lot of venoms. A lot of venoms. Ollie yeah. <laughs> was the roughest I've ever seen him the next day. You were for any, struggling for anyone who doesn't know what a venom is, because I didn't know what a venom is. There's well, there's, there's different types, but it's basically two shots plus a whole bottle of EK and then some sort of juice. Yeah, so but been, the juice is what turns it a different color, isn't it? Well, because it's but it's the well the green one. Yeah, is vodka, Southern Comfort, blue VK and orange juice. Yeah, that was it. So the orange and, and the, blue. the blue make it green. Make it green. So it looks disgusting. Yeah, looks like and it tastes disgusting, water. but yeah. it's drinkable. It's it's. Very alcoholic, but it's yeah. it's manageable. And you finished on five for the night, didn't you? Yeah. Listen, when when in Rome, <laughs> when in Glasgow, and when in Glasgow, you drink venoms. Yeah, you fucking with do. the locals. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so that was a hell of a show. Yeah, that was a great fucking show. Vakovi smashed it. Yeah. As always. Yeah. It was just nice to be because that was the first, well, the second second night playing the gla- the cat house, but it was the first time playing the cat house ever. Yeah. And that was the first show that sold out of the two as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've gone four at number three. I've seen this band a couple of times this year, and I actually forgot about one of the shows. I forgot that Sleep Token toured right at the start of the year, just after Chokehold and The Summoning had dropped. Yeah, I missed that show. Yeah. Because it was the first time they played Granite live. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And it was one of the first times that Chokehold and... Uh, the summoning have been yeah. in the set as well and that was that was a great show but the one i've actually gone for wasn't there one at reading festival either where they headlined the pitch stage although they sounded phenomenal that night i've actually gone for their set at blue ridge festival the blue ridge was an absolute shit show of a festival but in the day and a half of the four-day experience that did take place yeah i guess it was great well the band like the bands were all great managed to play that managed to play yeah it was just the festival was a shit show. the absolute shit show that was blue ridge festivals organization did put a dampener on everything but the 
second day of the festival, the Friday, everything ran start to finish and Slipknot were headlining that night. And the thing that was most interesting to me was Sleep Token had a bigger crowd than Slipknot. Yeah. And they were both on the same stage. So I could take some notes and basically go, right. Because I think, I think, don't quote me on this. I think it went Sleep Token, Danzig, Slipknot. I want to say it was in that order. Because I missed Lorna Shaw just to watch Danzig play Mother. <laughs> Is that through a whole Danzig set? Just a whole set. <laughs> But Sleep Token had a bigger crowd than Slipknot in North America. It's crazy, isn't it? Because, Joe, you know I'm going to chuck in Sleep Token at Louder Than Life. Yeah, you got to. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't on your list to begin with, bro. The thing is, it, and I was just sad that it wasn't longer. Yeah, like, they cut it short compared to what they did at Blue Ridge. Like half an hour, maybe 45, if that. Mm. It seemed I very... Say probably 40. Yeah, it seemed very... Like I was, I mean, because obviously they probably got booked when they were a lot smaller. But yep, well, it was a great set and it sounded great, and they had a massive crowd, and uh, they are oh, my one of my favorite bands. So they're louder than life set list because I was I was such a sorry no their Blue Ridge set list I was such a nerd about Blue Ridge and I was so excited about this festival that I went through every band's most recent set and built a playlist of the songs from their most recent set list in order so I knew what to expect. Yeah. And Sleep Token set list at Blue Ridge was Chokehold, The Offering, Like That, Granite, Vore, Mine, Hypnosis, Love You Want, Alkaline, The Summoning, Rain, and then Ending on Higher. Higher, didn't they? We yeah. didn't get higher, did we? No. No, I would have loved to see that. Yeah. What did they end on at Blue Ridge? I want to say The Offering. The Offering, yeah. Yeah. That's what they usually end on. So that was a special set they did. Yeah. I think that was the second... They played uh, Blue Ridge last year. Did they? Yeah. Because I feel like... The, I remember seeing a live video of them and it was like middle of the day. Mm. But, so you didn't get but, the light show. Yeah. But you got they had like a really short set. So I guess they got asked back. So they're like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's pull a bigger crowd than fucking Slipknot. Yeah. Why the fuck? Also, I guess if you play the same place twice in a row, you can't do the same set, really. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to up the ante a little bit. So... At number two for my second best show of the year. Have you got two left or one left now? Two left. Oh, you got two left. What's your second one? In no order. Uh, Limp Biscuit Academy, Manchester, not Manchester, Birmingham Academy. So Birmingham's a weird place. We don't have a... I like you say we now. Um, yeah. They don't. The, <laughs> the Birmingham. You're not even from Birmingham. Yes, I am. Walsall. Bro, that's Birmingham. It's not, it's Walsall. It's part of Birmingham. Walsall's part of Birmingham. Bro, I'm 15 minutes away in a cab from the city centre. So? If you were 15 minutes no, away from Walsall, Houston. Walsall's its own postcode. It's not a Birmingham postcode, is it? You're, yeah. not, you're not a Birmingham postcode. You're a W something. <laughs> Just leave me alone. But anyway, <laughs> Birmingham um, has the arenas. And it has the academy. There's no sort of in between. No. So I feel like if you're not at a stage of doing the arenas, Birmingham does need a five thousand. There's, there's no sort of in between. So they end, so you end up seeing a lot of bands which should be playing bigger rooms, playing the academy. Yeah. And it's great because it's, it's like, like three thousand people. Yeah, because you get a sort of 
more bigger show experience in a smaller venue. Yeah. And the Biscuit were one of my favorite bands ever growing up. Still are. And they just, they understand the assignment of playing a show. Yeah. Because they know that most people are there. For the hits. For the hits. For the big ones. And boy, do they play them. Yeah. What, can you remember what they open with? They always open with... My Generation. Nah. Weirdly, they open with Free Dollar Bill, y'all. Really? I think. But they did it at uh, Loud and Life as well. What, but open with then, Free Dollar Bill? I missed the start of it. But then, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure... I can't remember, but I think they go into Hot Dog after that. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's just, yeah, back to back. And it's just so much nostalgia. Yeah. And Fred still sounds great. Yeah. When he's not complaining like he was at Louder Than Life. <laughs> Louder Than Life was a weird one because he got them to take the screens off. So yeah. I couldn't see shit. I yeah. Could, I was just like, I can hear them, Biscuit, but they're just little ants over there. Yeah. I don't know why. Nah, it was such a weird one. Yeah. But, and he was, apparently he's wearing like a blue wig and stuff, or, but I wouldn't know. Yep. No idea. So yeah, that was my, in my top list of gigs. Top three. Top list of gigs. Top list of Do you gigs. Know what? It probably is top three. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fucking, you love I had a lot of fun. So my number two selection was Elenium at the Brixton Academy. In, not Brixton Academy, the Electro Brixton in London and did two nights in support of his brand new self-titled album that dropped this year. And I wasn't expecting this. Elenium is a DJ. So whenever he performs, it's a DJ set. He came out with a full four-piece band. Really? Yeah. So it was what him was on... He, doing? he was on decks and he played guitar a good few times as well because they opened... They opened with like this big dramatic intro and then went into shivering with Spirit Box on the feature and he played a load of the guitar parts. Do they just have the voices on track? Yeah. Yeah. But what was really cool was his support act said the sky, his main support act. He was in the live band as well doing like keys and guitars as well. And then they had Anna Weeks and I can't remember the name of the other woman. Um, oh no, it was just Anna Weeks coming out and doing live vocals and there was another woman who was on violin. She fucking killed it. It was just an amazing show. It was like a combination of a DJ set and a band set and it was unbelievable. Like, And it was a proper like arena show production. Like yeah. he had CO2, fire, sparkles, confetti, like everything that you get in an arena show. And the ticket was £26. Nice bargain. Yeah, for one of one of the well, the second best gig I've seen this year, without a shadow of a doubt. So yeah, shout out to Elenium at the Electric Brixton in London. Nice. And then, and then number one, we've both got the same. We are unanimous, and it is. Bring me the horizon, Venga Boy. <laughs> you motherfucker. Bring Me The Horizon, headlining Download Festival 2023, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken uh, at length about this show after it happened on this show. And uh, yeah, it was just everything. Yeah. Production. Yep. Check. Yep. Pyro. Check. Songs. Yeah, set list. Great. And like, just the performance as well. All these sounded great. Amy Lee came out for fucking nihilist blues. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> she came out and sang with Bring Me. Wake me up inside. 
Yeah. She did all that. What else? Yeah. Just, and I, I was with a bunch of, bunch of lads and some girls in the crowd. We were just having a, the best time. Yeah. Just the vibes were there. Immaculate. And from the set list to the production to everything Ollie mentioned, what I love the most is I have never seen a festival set with a storyline to that extent. And having the show open with the AI intro of like Eve basically saying that she's been scanning humanity and found out that we all are fucked and need to die to Ollie and the boys filming that little backstage skit. Yeah. Like terrible acting yeah great let him, let him off like it. that only bit was <laughs> live with me if you want to come yeah <laughs> just genius and i think more bands now need to realize that the standard for festival headliners has been rewritten like no, gone are the days now where if you're a headline band at a festival you can just do what Avenged Sevenfold did at Ladder Than Life and it's just come out half arse it play your songs not give a shit and then just take your paycheck and go to bed like you've got to fucking do something now if you want to stay as a festival headline band what Bring Me did this year at 2023's Download Festival that is the gold standard of festival headline sets yeah you, you listening Metallica yep you're listening. It's like, oh, James uh, is smoking a cigar on stage. Who else? Avenged. They were a bit boring at Loud and Life. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> so boring. Yeah. I'm nervous. Show who smashed it at Loud and Life. Green Day. Green Day were unbelievable. Day they understood the assignment. Yeah. What should, All what the bangers. We, yeah, what should we open with? American Idiot. Yeah. What should we play next? Holiday. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like the first half of the set was just everything from 2003 backwards. Yeah. Perfect. Long Absolutely view. perfect. Long view. What a fucking tune. Tune. So that, my friends, is our best live sets of 2023. We've got a couple of yours going on in the chat. Lamb says, Kubla Khan, slap so hard at trees. That was amazing. And I see the person. Oh, sorry. Is this the, oh, this is the quote from Kubla Khan. I see the person next to you. Do you pretend that they're avocados and make them into guacamole and tell me what they taste like? That is a fucking great, great, that's a great ad lib. And one of my favorite (laughs) performances was American football at Trees. Great band, Death Eater at Outbreak as well. Right then, we need to take a quick break. Oh, Defeater, is it? I'm dyslexic, man. (laughs) We need to take a quick break and we will be back in hour two with the hotly discussed best songs of 2023 and then everyone's favorite topic of conversation best albums of 2023 and i might even bitch about how much every single major publication got it wrong this year yeah yeah well stay tuned for that because john's got a top 50 song (laughs) get through that somehow (laughs) right we'll see you in hour two Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the John Mahon Show, powered as always by... Forever Loud. You know what it is. You don't. You probably don't. No one knows what it is. Yeah. Talk to them like they don't know. It's a website. It's a social platform. It's got loads of stuff on that you might like to watch and read and do all and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Foreverhyphenloud.com for all your music, alternative music news and fucking shit. Yeah, all of that shit. <laughs> it's the end of the year. 
and I've given up. <laughs> I just want to eat and drink and just balloon, balloon. till the new year. <laughs> like that kid in Willy Wonka. Augustus Gloop. Yeah, that's the one. Um, what are we on now? We, we decided during the break we're going to do best albums first. Yeah, because that's probably going to take up more time to talk about and then I'll just run through the top 50 songs that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I have an order? Do you have a top 10? I mean, you've got... What have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've got seven. Right, okay. I'll go 10 to seven. Are we including any sort of ep sort of vibes you can put an ep in there if you want i'm not because i've, no, I've no, got no, i've no, got no, one no, discriminate i've got one ep that i think deserves to be in there okay sweet right i am gonna start at number 10 with an album that ollie contested immediately me putting in my top 10 but it came out this mm, year yeah don broco live at the royal albert hall i mean it's fine i mean you made the rules but Live albums, I feel like, is a separate category, aren't they? You wouldn't see a award ceremony. Depends how fucking good the live album no, is. No, because I don't think in a, any album has ever won best album at the Grammys that's a live album. Well, maybe the Grammys. I don't know that for a it's fact. It's the Grammys that are wrong. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming. <laughs> I feel like at S&M I, could but I feel like there's a separate category for live album. Okay. Well, we don't have separate categories. <laughs> So at number 10, I'm going to go for Don Broco live at the Royal Albert Hall. Fantastic album, fantastic night. It happened last year. It was one of the best Don Broco gigs I've ever been to. And the mix on that live record is phenomenal. Broco with strings works. By Charles Romesh. Mm, Dodangoda. Dodangoda. Hell yeah. yeah. Number nine. In actual fact, this is one of the records in your top 10 as well. Holding Absence, the noble art of self-destruction. Yeah. Banger. Holding absence are just, I feel like they, just, they don't miss no. a lot. No. And what I love as well is this album showed off everything that Lucas is capable of doing with his vocal cords. Yeah. It was, it was like a showcase of what that man is talented at doing. And just musically, I think they've got a lot more succinct with their writing. Because use of the word succinct. Mm. A lot more succinct. And they, I feel like they're very much more focused on like, just musically this is the song these are like the hooks yeah like they just they know how to put together a good song now yeah a hundred percent it was an album that generated a load of success for him as well and they headlined the Kentertown forum in london yeah you went great to that. gig huge and yeah they've they've been all over they've been in america a bunch of times Sporting census fail and they did trees aren't they yep um They've just been, I feel like they've been one of the hardest working bands this year. Yeah, for sure. And they deserve all the praise. Hell yeah, they do. And no more praise, no no bigger praise than being in our top 10 album. Yeah, because this is a real award show. Yeah. So they can put that on the website. Yeah, in their press release. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see John Mahon show gave it. Lucas, you can uh, put it in your Instagram bio. Just... Do you know, Luke, uh, Lucas uh, and I have a birthday coming up. You say same birthday? Yeah, same birthday. Yeah. So. I've got a birthday coming up as well. Yeah, we're all December boys. Yeah. Great month of the year. Yeah. You're struggling with that microphone stand so hard. Do you know what? Science. Put it in 
more that way. Equilibrium. So it doesn't fall over. Whilst Ollie sorts his mic stand out, I'm going to tell you what I've gone for at number eight. Sullivan King, Thrones of Blood. Is he a real king? <laughs> king of the dubstep scene King of at the, the moment. metal slash dubstep yeah. crossover. Recently got announced as Avenged Sevenfold's main support on their, really? on their US tour as well. I wonder if he'll have a band for that. Because he didn't have a band when you saw him. I've never Did you seen see him? him? No, I've never oh, seen him. Max saw them. Mm. So, um, and he said he didn't have uh, a band. Uh, Ministry of Sound. Yeah. Because I feel like... That would have been a DJ I feel like that. you could definitely have a band with that. Oh, without a doubt. Well, he shreds himself. Yeah. Like, he play, He could play guitar. He plays guitar live over the top of the track. But you get a live drummer just, like, in yeah. smashing it. But his record is unbelievable. Tunes like Fall Apart, Riot. Well, in fact, actually, I'm going to pull it up because, Ollie, you'll love this. I don't know how much you know about Sully King. But to give you an idea of where he is and who he works with, he's got a song called Die By My Hand, which features Left To Suffer. There's a song called Pursuit of Violence, which features Sudden Death, who's like another very metal producer. Excision on the Fall Apart feature. And then, yeah, Kai Watch on uh, Riot. But yeah, I thought you'd enjoy the fact that Left To Suffer are on a song with him. Cool. Don't really listen to them, but do you not? No. <laughs> well, there goes that. <laughs> right. Isn't to make them suffer. Make them suffer. Oh, that's probably him confusing. Yeah. yeah. Too many suffering. Too much suffering. Too much suffering. <laughs> well, seeing as I've taken one of your bands, because you only had seven, didn't you? Yeah. So my number seven, I've gone for the main self-titled album, which came out earlier on this year. And they actually released re-released one of the songs off there, which is in my top 50 songs of this year with Beach. Beach, what are their fucking, what's their fucking name? Be beach, beach Weather? The Beach Boys. <laughs> she loves you, yeah. Yeah, that's the Beatles, isn't it? <laughs> beach Weather. Yeah, Thoughts I Have While Lying in My Bed. Absolute tune. But yeah, their self-titled album came out earlier on this year and tunes like How to Exit a Room, Blame. They are a good band. I, I, it's one of those, we've spoke about this before, but... I don't know why they're not bigger. Yeah, I don't know why they're not bigger, but and I don't know why I haven't given them as much time as I probably should have. <laughs> yeah, especially because you I, love the I 1975. Feel like I, I feel like I forget about the main. Yeah. And then I hear the main, I'm like, oh, I like the main. Yeah. And then I forget again. Yeah. I'm annoyed that with their album in full that when we were young, they're not doing American Candy. For me, that's yeah. their greatest album. What are they doing? The one with um, Butterflies and Deja Vu on it. I don't know what that's called. No, neither do I. So that is my number seven. Don't forget to play along as well. Dr. Scott's doing it in the chat. We'll run through your picks for album of the year. See, I, I'm, I still can't. Uh, it's hard to number. So but I, maybe I'll try. I'm at, I'm at One, six two, now. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. So I've got seven. But I'm going to put Holding Absence higher up. Higher up, okay. So at number eight, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to have Polaris Fatalism. <sighs> Big album. It's, kinda, it's a very bittersweet yeah. album. Because it was it's uh, the album that Ryan, the guitarist was uh, wrote a lot of it especially all the fucking amazing guitars like riffs and like solos and stuff and sadly he passed away before the album came out but it's just wall-to-wall -wall banger yeah what it's, was the song we reacted to nightmare i think yeah <clears throat> yeah like metalcore is a hard genre to stand out from because there's so many just cookie cutter bands yeah so many 
breakdown, singy, breakdown, singy bands. And uh, Polaris, I mean, it is that, but it's just done to like the highest quality. So if you want to listen to a good me- modern metalcore band, Polaris are that. Polaris are that band. Yeah, they are. And genuinely, like the biggest tribute that you can give to Ryan is just stream this record forever. Just make sure like it lives on. Yeah. Keep playing these. Tunes. Just those, those riffs are just some of the best, like metal core riffs. Just, just the best. Mm. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. Aren't they touring next year as well? They are, and I can't remember any of the details. So, <laughs> here's the Fatalism tour, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, isn't it yeah. them and Silent Planet? Possibly. I want to say because what I think we were together when it got announced, and I yeah. showed it to you, and I was like, "You'll be into that." So yeah, well, I mean, should I? Does that bring me? Uh, I don't. Know. I haven't numbered anything. <laughs> right. So, what? So that was your number eight. Yeah. yeah. So, see, Doctor Scott is a better journalist than we are. We don't know shit. <laughs> but that is a sick tour. So it's Polaris, Silent Planet, Thornhill, and Pale Dusk. Yeah. Which is a fucking. That's a ridiculous lineup. Yeah. lineup. Pale Dusk are insane. Yeah. Thornhill were great support in Holden Absence yeah, as well. Yeah, he said. Yeah, great band. Australian. Don't know what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and Polaris are. Yeah. Australian metalcore, man. Well, you got with a couple of Australians, American and a Japanese on that tour. Yeah. So. Global. Global. So number seven, who have you got? I'm going to go. Friends of the show. Hot Mulligan. Oh. Why would I watch? Tasty. If you are looking for top tier Midwestern emo with ridiculous song titles. Yep. Then this is the album yep. for you. <laughs> because, I mean, this is the thing that their song names are some of the best <laughs> and the most random names ever. But the, the songs themselves are all just so good. So catchy. Very emo, which I love. Yep. And just like, I think this is the al- their best album yet. Yeah. These song titles, man. L- name, let's start a few. <laughs> Shouldn't have a leg hole, but I do. Yep. It's a family movie. She hates her dad. Yep. This song is called, it's called what it's called. No shoes in the coffee shop, brackets or socks. Christ alive, my toe, damn it hurts. Cock party two, brackets better than the first. <laughs> Shh, golf is on. And my personal favorite, John the Rock Cena. Can you smell what the Undertaker? <laughs> I feel like that's just the best song name ever. Yeah, as that's in my top songs of the year. That one, John the Rock, John the Rock Cena. Yeah, can you smell what the, the Undertaker? Undertaker? But it's got one of my favorite bars this year, which is "Broke my bones to fit your mold." Yeah, such a heavy lyric. Yeah, because it was a sort of like wasn't a slow burner for me. I just sort of forgot about it. And then I put it on one day and I was like, fuck. Mm. And then I listened to it again and again. And uh, yeah, that's why it's in my top eight. <laughs> top eight. Yeah. So that was your number seven pick. At number six, what have you got? Um, let me, I'm going to go Silent Planet Super, Super Bloom, Ooh. which is a recent listened for me but i've listened to it about 10 times in this last week <laughs> just one of those you instantly it's, honestly to. it's just like all the best genres of metal into one album 
there's bits like my sugar in there, bits like fucking Deftones in there. And then they got the whole industrial vibe, moody, dark shit. And you know this album, do you know the story about this album? Oh. Isn't it about them having a car crash? Yeah, so it came out on November the 3rd, which is the anniversary of their bus crash. So when they had the bus crash, they were in the middle of writing and recording this album. And then obviously that stopped things for a yeah. while because they literally almost died. And obviously that's going to fuck with you mentally. And <clears throat> I feel like it, they were just having like this, like, what we, what do we do now? Do we still do the band? Do we all yep. do this? And in the end, it sort of fed into the writing of the album. So a lot of the song topics are about death and just, I guess. The fragility of life. Yeah. And just seeing things in a new light. Yeah. I guess once you almost die, you sort of come back. You're not the same really after it. And yeah it shows on this album a lot of the songs are very like moody and haunting and like have this like this vibe to it which is very cool yeah i remember antimatter doing that reaction that's that's been one of my staple listens to this yeah. year really enjoyed that tune great band and time matter as they would say time matter and anti oh anti matter time matter I, I thought you said time matter as in like times angry <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I, and I matter. And I matter. No, don't say teased very well. Do and they? I matter. Water. Water. It's like D's instead of T's. Yeah. Double D's. So at number six, I've gone for Blink One Two's comeback album. One more time. I really, really like this record. And do you know what? I need to give it one more. One more time. time. You do. Because we were talking before we went live on the show and Ollie was saying that he just struggled to connect with it. And not that it it just, I feel like sometimes with me, if I listen to, to something once and it doesn't get me, it doesn't bring me in, then I'll sort of forget about it. I'll just push it to the side. Okay. Well, because it was one of those, it's like, I like, I, I like it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's sort of, didn't hit me like maybe it's just a nostalgia thing maybe yeah. it's like when i used to listen to blink back in the day i don't know it felt different because maybe because of who i was at the time but now it was just i didn't yeah but it's still a great album like actually anthem part three is is a banger bro I would, that, I would not deny that album opener is possibly the greatest album opener of the year alongside yeah. chokehold like Everything about that song is what I love about Blink-182. Like the nostalgic throwback with the name, the energy from Travis on the drums, like Mark and Tom's lyrics bouncing off each other and then the false finish at the end where you think the song's over. And yeah. the bit that Mark Hopper sings where he's like, uh, 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 yeah, no one gives a fuck that. Oh yeah, when you witness the end of your life, no one gives a fuck that you died. It's like, yeah. oh my God. I really liked One More Time, the song as well. Yeah. And the music video for that with all the, like, the sort of sets from the old videos. The old videos. Coming in. Yeah. That was very nostalgic. Yeah. Proper nostalgia pop. Yeah. So yeah, I've gone for Blinks One More Time at number six. We're into top five territory. Have you got number five, bro? One, two, wait, one, two, three. Well, I've messed it up because I've only got four left. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> number five, I'm going to put Trophy Eyes, Suicide and Sunshine. Ooh, I've not listened to that album. So it's a very 
contrast, well, as the, as the uh, title would suggest, Suicide and Sunshine. It's too light and dark. Light and dark. A yin and a yang. Yin and the yang. So there's some songs which are like super sad, some songs that which are like upbeat, but still sad. And then there's some songs which are like more like hardcore vibes. It's just like, it's because I've listened to this band since they started and I feel like they've just got like bits from every album and just put them all into one. And it's just really good. Like he writes such like anthemic vocal lines, like big sing-along bits. And they've experimented a bit on this album as well. Sick. Done a bit like a lot of synthy atmospherics and like some vocal effects. Runaway Come Home, which I actually, spoiler, I've got it. Spoiler. <laughs> it's in my top songs. But listen to that song. It's just like an epic, like five minute sort of go like shifts in dynamics, has like soft nice. vocals with like a vocoder and, and stuff. Some of it sounds a little bit like old Kanye. Really? <laughs> yeah, worthy. Holy and then shit. it goes into like this big rock. Like chorus, Runaway. Big rock chorus. Yeah, pretty much like Runaway. And then, yeah, it's great. Sick. I'm about that. So if you haven't listened to that album, give it a, give it a spin. Give it a bash. So put it, in, put it in a CD player and give it a spin. <laughs> Just like Feeder would have wanted. So at number five, I've gone for an album that scored this band their first ever UK number one. And... Friend of the show, our first ever show, kicked off with Raul Reynolds talking all about the fact that this <laughs> was <laughs> Enter Shikari's first ever UK number one album, A Kiss for the Whole I World. I think we're going to have, yeah. I may have forgot. I've got three left. But yeah, I'm going to put Shikari next. So yeah. We can talk. yeah. Great. Unbelievable album, man. And what I love the most about this was it, did so much for putting so much mainstream attention onto Shikari, obviously charting really well, but I feel like it's the best representation of everything this band have been through over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like you've got your heavy moments, you've got your political moments, and then you've got those moments where they just have a fucking rave with you. You know, tunes like It Hurts and Bloodshot just... Wasn't he saying they... Because... After the pandemic, they sort of had a bit of a lull in like writing and mm. or doing anything, and then they did this album just in the middle of nowhere, really. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like them in a house. Yeah, and you can tell they just sort of they had no other distractions. They were just like, let's just write. What do we want to do? Yeah, <clears throat> and what they came up with was bloody good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see a bit more of this in the set list for next year when they do take to Wembley because I guess it's the Kiss for the whole world tour, isn't it? It's yeah. World tour. Yeah. And I actually would like another single off that record as well. What would you pick? <sighs> that's I can't remember. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. That's, that's a fucking question. So they they made singles out of It Hurts and Blood. To be fair, they did put quite a few singles out, and, they? And they made one out of A Kiss for the Whole World. And please set me on fire. That yeah. got a single. It's bull on there with Cody. It isn't. It isn't. No, well, that was just a standalone. Then. Either jailbreak or I like goldfish. Goldfish is a fucking tune. Yeah, I was just trying to remember what goldfish. Is. Yeah, jailbreak or goldfish. I reckon. 
I'd love to see those. I love them to do one of those another one of those animated videos. Oh, like the slipshod. Yeah, that was such a great video. Yeah, what was the one? Is that the one with it has like the 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 break at the end where it's like the dance? Yeah. Maybe it's that. Yeah. What was the other one? Was it slipshod? I don't know. They've got a couple of animated videos. Yeah, I thought it was just slipshod. No. I think it's like the same animator that did both of them. Yeah. Um, top four? Top four. Actually, do you know we said I can do an EP in there? Yeah. Can I, before, this will be, I think this will be top four. This will be number four, actually. Um, Spirit Box, The Fear of Fear. It's oh, a great shout. Every song on that EP is great. Like the opener with, um, what's it called? One we reacted to on here, the, the heavy one. Uh, now you're asking questions. I just typed in Slipshod. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit Shod. Cellador. Cellador. What a tune. What a fucking... What a tune. It's like, that's, just, that's probably one of the heaviest songs they've ever put out, yeah. other than the movie Holy Roller. Yeah. And then they've got just some massive, just... Jaded. Choruses. The Void. Yeah. They're just honestly one of the biggest bands. I mean, and they have been nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Next, they'll be releasing the best live album. Yeah. <laughs> <A> separate category. <laughs> yeah, that's a great shout. Yeah. Spirit so Box have definitely gained a lot of new fans as well, Curtis. That Meg and the Stallion collab. Yeah. Hot Meg. Hot Box. Hot Megalyn. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, number four in my top ten albums of the year, I've gone for Beartooth the Surface. So Beartooth is my number two. I've only got two left. Interesting. That's your second best album of the year. Yeah. Huge. What a what a selection. Well, let's get into that now, because this album, in actual fact, one sec, kill some kill some time, Molly. Just like thirty seconds. <sighs> You know I hate killing time. Yeah. It's cool. It's worth it. Because I got a prop. I meant to pick this up earlier. John's. Oh, he's got the got the vinyl. Yeah. So. Joe, so I should get that. I've, I've started collecting vinyls again recently. Courtesy of our friends at Public City. They, they sent this for Christmas. <laughs> and what? They say me, send me one. They're not. No. Ah, well, friends of the show. Yeah. In fact, do you want, do you want this as your Christmas present? Nah, you you can have it. Do you have a record player? I don't. No. You don't even have a record nah. player. Go on. There we go. That can be a Christmas present from me, Ollie. Thank nah. you. Nah. Thank I'll you. I'll just buy one. I'll support the tooth. Support the tooth. But although they need it, but. this album's fucking loaded, man. Absolutely loaded. I just think it's um, just obviously it's a bit more commercial than the older stuff, but I feel like they haven't. They've gone more commercial but they haven't taken back the quality no i think the quality is is just some of the best songs caleb's ever written i think uh-huh and like the man knows how to write a chorus like his choruses are yeah. unbelievable and i feel like this record has got some of the best choruses ever written yeah like riptide Definitely. might love myself and sunshine i would because i was like writing a bit about this the other day and I was just listed, I was like, standout songs for me are, and then I just ended up listing like a <laughs> whole album. Yeah. What's your favorite off it? Uh, I was alive yeah, last time. 
that's probably my favorite chorus he's ever written. Yeah, yeah. Like his like, his vocal runs on that are out of this world. I feel like it, the big like anthemic song in the set was always the in between. Yeah, and I feel like this is take yeah taking over the in between. This is I was alive has got to be a staple in their sets forever. Yeah, I like I can't see him ever like whether it's a festival or a headline set. Like I was alive has got to be in there. Yeah, it, it's just loaded loaded absolutely loaded and shout out to doubt me as well yeah doubt me is a tune bro like the fucking breakdown in that this is the thing like they've got all these massive choruses really catchy bits and then they just throw in these insane riffs yeah and, and breakdowns. like doubt me is quite literally just a forearm to the face yeah. of breakdowns and the guitar tones again like you always love guitar tones and bare tooth tunes like i feel like that's something caleb is always very very picky about he's making a, sure. he's a bendy boy a bendy boy. <laughs> that's yeah. There's, string, a, there's a, a, string a couple of bends in Doubt Me actually, isn't there? Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, just even like when he's just playing like the, the heavy riffs, he loves just bending the strings. Yeah. Old bendy, <laughs> bendy tooth, bendy tooth. <laughs> right, we're into top three territory now. My next two albums. I've only got one left, so you can do the next two, and then so, we can uh, do number one. Yeah, because we've both got the same <laughs> top album. So my next two albums are both dance records. At number three. Ooh. What? You're right over there. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> dance? What is this? Ministry of Sound 98? I don't know. <laughs> you better now. You want to you pop some E's, do you? <laughs> yeah. I love how anytime we talk about dance music on the show, it's the first thing that comes out of Ollie's mouth. Well,. Are you telling me at their warehouse project show, there was everyone there was stone cold sober? It was exactly what you'd expect to be at a Skrillex show. Like that. <laughs> Lots of people with very stiff jaws. Sold a lot of water that night as well. Yeah, everyone was very chatty. Yeah. So number three, speaking of the man who performed at Warehouse Project, I've got Skrillex, a quest for fire. Skrillex's first album in a very long time very very long time and what i love the most about this release is how he actually promoted it so it started not, with not the music oh no like <laughs> i hate you so <laughs> <laughs> you take music shit but i love you the take promotion. everything i say so literally well, I'm meant to take it metaphorically. Is everything? <laughs> yeah, I'm a presenter. Like, I, like, I will prefix. Your name's something. not even John. Yeah, it's not. It's Jonathan. I don't know what to believe in. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, my, on, carry on. my second favorite thing about this album, outside of the music, mm -hmm. is how he released and promoted it. So, started out just dropping a couple of songs yeah. here and there. Then he did a live stream DJ set where he basically mixed the whole record start to finish. Then he shows up in New York in Times Square on a bus with a set of decks with Fred again on one side and Forte on the other. And they did a DJ set in Times Square outside Madison Square Garden. Just oh, playing that album. Uh, a couple of tunes off that, but they basically just did a back to back. And then they turned Madison Square Garden into a boiler room set and then pretty much debuted the Pangborn House Mafia setter, which is those three as a massive back-to-back -back act. And the album had already come out by that point. So there's like this like album day release on the Friday, then on Saturday's headline in Madison Square Garden. And whilst he's on stage at Madison Square Garden, he goes, I actually recorded two albums 
and I've just released the second one on Spotify. But the first album, A Quest for Fire, samples songs from that second album that was unreleased at the time. So he basically made an album out of songs featuring himself himself <laughs> from songs from Don't Get Too Close and then dropped that second album the next day. But A Quest for Fire is fucking loaded. Opening song, Leave Me Like This with Bobby Raps is one of the best EDM tunes I've ever heard. Tears has got like this unique drop where it's like, it's like a scraping kind of noise on the drop that just sounds ridiculously heavy. You've got Rumble, which went pretty viral with Fro uh, Flo Dan and Fred again. And then my personal favorite song title on this album is Warp Tour 05 with Pete Wentz. That's an actual song title on this record. But one of my favorite tunes recently off this album is still here with the ones that I came with, with Port Robinson and BB Borley. So. Who? BB Borley. BB Borley. BB Borley. BB Borley. And then my number two album of the year is Elenium self-titled record, which came out in April of this year and there's such an emo influence on this record it's got some big features and huge huge names so skylar gray on a song called from the ashes and skylar gray was on Papa roach's periscope don't Did know you do a song with like eminem or something yeah yeah, yeah. jaden was on a song called lifeline jaden smith close <laughs> travis barker's jaden yeah Eyes Wide Shut featuring Avril Lavigne and Travis Barker. That's a great song. That's actually in my top songs of the year. Shivering featuring Spirit Box. Yeah. Insanity featuring American Teeth. And... Motionless in White. On Motionless in White on Nothing Ever After. And Nina Nesbitt on the last song, Love Me Is A she? Little. Yeah. Oh, Nina. Yeah, great tune. Nice. And yeah, that album's just fucking phenomenal. And there's a remix album kicking around, which is just the self-titled remixes. And there's a couple on there. They're in my it's top songs of the year. Crossover, isn't it? Between EDM. Would you say EDM? Yeah. Or yeah, absolutely. Electronic dance music and alternative rock, metal, pop punk. Yep. I guess there's. I like those sort of things because it would probably bring in a lot of fans to those artists yeah a hundred percent and then maybe vice versa as well yeah i can see a lot of rock kids in america going to dance festivals i can see a load of dance festival goers getting into rock shit because of yeah. records like this and i just wish the uk would start following suit yeah we're Listen, so far behind you can drop ease at download it's fine don't worry. Like, if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> Ollie's <laughs> obsession. <laughs> Come on. take Bring your <coughs> neon and your glow sticks. Get your bring disco him, biscuits. Bring them to download. Everyone's welcome. Stop raving at the... <laughs> raving to... Skrillex at Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your two-step yeah. on. So that's that's my number two album of the year. And, and we, we are, are unanimous, unanimous in our best album of 2023. It's Sleep Token, Take Me Back to Eden. 
<laughs> Nailed it. It's like we planned that. Is it way too slow? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was going for the dramatic reveal. Um, I think it's probably no surprise. No, not much because I can't stop sucking off <laughs> token on the show. Oh, love me, vassal. Baddy core at its finest. Yeah, shout out Craig. Yeah. Coined coined a new phrase, which seems to be... Uh, Selling some fucking merch as well. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Seems to be uh, catching on baddie core God's sleep token. Yeah. And as I said before we went to break, I'm f- like mind blown that so many UK publications didn't have this as their album of the year. Yeah. Like genuinely mind blown. What are you, what are you doing, Kerrang? Metal Hammer? Rock sound. Rock sound. Why? Like what? Like gen- genuinely, why? Why? genuinely. What album? It's the best. It's the best album. What album tops it? Joe, you know I appreciate about it is obviously the songs are great, but in this day and age, where everyone has such short attention spans, and everything's just clipped for like t- three and a half minutes, verse yeah, chorus, or just like everyone get to your chorus in the first like minute. The TikTok and a half. thing of like you need to catch your attention within like three seconds, otherwise mm-hmm. you flick through it. Sleep Token were like, fuck that. Yeah. We're going to have seven, so- eight minute songs, eight minute songs. Yep. Even like the summoning's like five minutes. Yep. Which is the one that went that the most viral. Up. Yeah. So it takes some balls to do that, but it's paid off. I think it's just, it's one of those things where obviously they get one big song and it blows them up. But then they have the back catalog to keep people coming back. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because it's like, you, if you discover a band for the first time, you're going to be like, oh, what have they done previously? And sometimes the artists can blow up and then disappear because they haven't got the... Uh, the catalogue. Catalogue to keep people interested. Whereas Sleep Token have prob- a sh- this one of the strongest back catalogues. Yep. <laughs> so that's why their streaming numbers are so high. It's because people come in and then they stay there. Yeah. And if you want to go back through Sleep Tokens catalogue, like real quick and just highlight how far. This also, I was on it the other day and just the sheer numbers on Take Me Back to Eden. Yeah. Of each song. Each song is like over 10 million Sick. at least. As it should be. Yeah. I think, I think the summings was on like 83 million or something like that. Fucking hell. Crazy. That's unbelievable. For a UK band as well, like let's not forget that these boys are from the Well, they're, they're, they're sort of entities from, uh, the, <laughs> from the United Kingdom. Yeah. And... They're, well, they're from... Uh, no one knows where they're from. Yeah. They're, they're from a vessel. Deities. Deities. <laughs> That summon for rituals, yeah. but sundowning. You got tunes like "The Night Doesn't Belong to God," "The Offering," Bloodsport. "Dark Signs," "Higher," "Gods," "Take Aim," "Sugar," and yeah, the aforementioned "Bloodsport." This place will become your tomb. Atlantic hypnosis, mine like that. Love you want fall for me and yeah. alkaline. That's how the album opens. They yeah. are all back to back on that record, like, and that for me is their weakest album. Yeah. And then this, the Take Me Back to Eden is just... A masterpiece. A masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. Opening the record with Chokehold, like such a strong start. It's, I've done it a few times. If I've, if I've got like a long drive, I'll just put that on. Yeah, hour and three minutes. And But like those that hour and three minutes just 
flies. Flies by. Absolutely flies by. Chokehold into the summoning is one of the greatest one-two yeah. album openers of all time. Granite in a track number three. That's a great tune. Aquaregia. Aquaregia. Vore. Oh. Ascensionism. Ascensionism is one of my favourite songs I've ever written, if not my favourite. Yeah. I, I, I just remember, because oh, you reacted to it yeah. for the first time on the show. Because I'd already heard it. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I remember. That when he, when he hard. When he goes into the sort of... When I spit blood, when I wake yeah, up. Eight the days is the mainframe went down. Miss calls, antiphones from people I just don't trust. What a fucking tune. The Apparition, very underrated song on that yeah. record as well. Didn't they, no, they didn't play that. We saw, they played Rain, didn't they? When we saw yeah, that. Rain, great single. And I know you've got a bone for Euclid, but I've, I got, I go six to midnight for Take Me Back to Eden. Do you know what? It's, I like them both. I put, I feel like we'll get into songs, but they're both in there. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Same. Like Take Me Back to Eden, that diamonds in the trees, pentagram yeah. in the night sky. Oh, I just love the, the ebbs and the flows, the hills and the valleys. Yeah. The shift in dynamics. Yep. Just great. I like just, no, not a lot of bands do that anymore. It's like you need to make a song in three minutes. It's like, there's the verse, there's the chorus, yep. there's the bridge. Yeah. And Sleep Token, like, nah, fuck is. Nah, we'll just do a song which has a three minute verse. Yeah. <laughs> and then a heavy bit. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then an end. Yeah. Well, it's like even, um, what do you call it? The summoning. That chorus isn't really all that chorusy like nah it's just it's it's such a small snippet of the song yet yeah, repeats and it's the only part of the song lyrically that does repeat on itself but if anything the hook of that song is where he just fucks you right at the end yeah yeah <laughs> yeah cool sweet well we are unanimously in agreement my friends take me back to eden yeah vessel take me with you and uh yeah should we just let well next up is best song well before before we do that we got a couple of chats to Ooh, read out chats, eh? oh, busy. <laughs> oh yeah giving us your albums of the year so dr scott says this is already better than the kerrang top 50 appreciate it bro so dr scott has gone for number 10 blink on it two one more time number nine nothing nowhere internal void void eternal <laughs> Um, I do you know I haven't I haven't listened to it so do you know who's at Louder Than Life who nothing nowhere yeah nothing 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 nowhere yeah yeah fucking with my head I did see him on the lineup but I didn't see him I totally forgot he was playing as I did Swaco I'm so fucking annoyed at myself I miss Swaco then number eight Shigari Kiss for the Whole World number seven Bury Tomorrow Seventh Son that is a great album to be fair Six, Beartooth, The Surface. Five, Polaris, Fatalism. Agree, Ollie, Banger after Banger. Mamma. Then four, Silent Planet, Super Bloom. Man. Three, Currents, The Death We Seek. I don't think I've listened to that. No, I've seen a lot of people talk about Currents recently though. It's just so much music, so little time. Yeah. Number two, Spanish Love Songs, No Do you know what? That was a consideration for me, but I haven't listened to it as, n as much that's the last album. I love the last album they did. I don't think I like this one as much as that. Bear. 
but yeah. Ollie's, Ollie was so selective about his albums of the year that he was like, if I, don't have enough like for, if I don't have enough for a top 10, I won't say anything about it. But it's just like, for me, a, an album of the year has to be one you've invested some time in. Yeah. So I feel like I can't justify putting an album in if I haven't listened to it fair. enough. That's fair. And Dr. Scott's album of the year. Do you know what? Invent anime are great, but again, I haven't put the time in. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I forget. It's, I think we've got some homework we need to do after yeah. the show, given that list. So, Lamb says, "Better lovers, God made me oh, an animal." That's, shout, that is a good. Up. How that's come a, that? That's an EP, so it falls in the. EP you, you put the spirit box one in there. Yeah, the spirit box is like five or six songs. So, kind of, it's almost like an album. Okay. Whereas that one's four songs. Yeah. I feel like six songs is basically like a mini album, isn't it? Is it? No. Whatever. <laughs> How, what does that say? Koyo. Koyo, great. Would you miss it? But again, I haven't listened to the album. Yeah. Heard, the, heard the singles. Barry Tomorrow, Seventh Son, and Graphic Nature. Oh. Graphic. That was a show, actually. Mind Waiting to Die. They're a great band. Yeah. Great heavy UK band. Yeah. Let's go. Right then. Top songs. Uh, do you want to just list yours off? Because, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've sliced together. Well, I just, I thought, instead of, let's not, I didn't want to put together a massive list. So I was like, I'll just pick songs, one song from each artist. I'm going to go top 30. I'm, I've just cut out 20 songs. Well, I'm, yeah, I've, I've picked like a song for each artist. Because there's probably more songs from each, from the, each of these that I like. Yeah. But I'm just gonna go one for each. Okay. Just just keep it keep it short. Keep simple. it short and sweet. Right. Top thirty. So, bring me Dark Side in at number thirty. Okay. Great tune. <laughs> Have you heard Hicks Tape, which is a song well, called thought, Pick thought, Up Man uh, featuring Pun, uh, Post Malone? No, I haven't. Bro. Post Malone going country, it fucks. Oh, do you know what? I think I have, actually. Yeah. I heard it the other day. Yeah, yeah, great tune. 28, The Ghost Inside, Death Grip. Yeah. Great tune. There's going to be a lot of that. You, you're just going to ask me for reactions, though. Yeah. It's yep. like, yep. yeah. That's the song? Yeah. <laughs> Elenium and Excision remix Zombie by the Cranberries, which is well worth listening to. Zombie. Yeah that one and it's got valerie something on the vocal and she does an amazing job of singing that 26 dylan francis i'm my only friend featuring arden jones which features robert mills children you know do 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 yeah yeah that's a banger skrillex still here with the ones that i came with that i mentioned earlier fallout boy dropped a new album this year that neither of us put in our albums of the year so well, that would be more you than me, I think. Yeah, I didn't connect with it as much as I had them previous Fallout Boy records. However, Love from the Other Side, I did love that tune. Was that the first single? Yeah, yeah about being on the guest list for the after party. So I put that at 24. 23, Don Broco, Nerve, live at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Yep. Brand new song, Nerve. <laughs> Come out in 2014 or something. 22, is this one in your top 20? Vakovi, Creepy. Nah. No. Okay, cool. Friends love of the em. show. Yeah. I love you, Janine and Hamish. Ollie doesn't think that you're worth putting on a list. Well, <laughs> I'm not in Nazi Germany. <laughs> not into lists. Oh, my God. 
at number right, Schindler. <laughs> I've, never seen, list. I've never seen the film. But you are aware of the, the subject matter. No. It's not just about lists. I'll give you, I'll tell you, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Number <laughs> 21, the co- no, Shikari, Bloodshot. That is a good song. Yep. Number 20, I don't know if you ever heard this tune, Slander teamed up with Black Bear and Bring Me the Horizon for Wish I Could Forget. I think I have heard it. Yeah, that's a fucking great song. Number 19, Hot Mulligan, John the Rock Cena, Can You Smell What The Undertaker? Yeah, that's in mine as well. Yeah. How did you rank that? Is that like close to top of list or bottom of list? I didn't put it because you mentioned it before, but I was like, yep. Okay, fair. <laughs> Number 18, Swaco, yours featuring B Miller. If you're a fan of indie sounding pop punk, this song is so well produced. It's fucking beautiful from start to finish. And Gengar remix. Oh, that's, oh, no, the, wait, wait. that's the next one up. That's, oh, yeah. yeah, so number 17, Sully King and Excision, <laughs> Fall Apart. So Fall Apart's a tune off uh, Sully's album, but as I mentioned, there's a remix album and Gengar has done a remix of that. And Gengar's great. He actually started off. Is that a Pokemon? Yeah. He yeah. started off as Ghastly and then at a show, he evolved, evolved into oh Gengar. <laughs> final form. Hunter. That's the, that, is it? That Hunter's, Hunter would be the final form. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. But the Gengar remix of Fall Apart is well worth your time. And another remix from one of my albums of the year, Elenium Eyes Wide Shut featuring Avril Lavigne, the Vanek remix. So Eyes Wide Shut, it's it's basically a pop punk tune. It's a combination of like... I mean, it's got Avril on. And Travi B on and the Travi drums. Travi B, it's going to be... Very pop, pop punk, punk heavy. But this one takes it drum and bass. And the last drop on it. Did you ever hear the remix of Mother Tongue by Bring Me The Horizon that Subfocus did? I don't think so. Okay. The second drop on this tune is a lot like the drop on that one. Falling in Reverse at number 15 with Watch The World Burn, Ollie's favourite band. Joe, I actually like that song. Do you? But not a fan of Radke. Ronald. Ronald. Yeah. But it's a, it's a bang. It's a fucking tune, right? Number 14, Elenium. Featuring Spirit Box and Shivering. Nice. Have you heard that tune? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, no, I think I played it to on the show, didn't I? Well, that I? came out before the album did. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember listening to it. Number 13, Beartooth, I Was Alive. That's in my list as well. Good. Number 12, Electric Callboy's cover of Every Time We Touch. See, it is, it's a good song. It's a fun song. Why do I feel like there's a buck coming? Like if that gets played on a night out, I'm a I'm I'm dancing. Yeah, I don't dance very often. You don't, but I not I don't just I wouldn't just sit at home and listen to it. I feel like it needs to be in a certain environment. So uh, would you just sit at home and listen to that? If it came on a gym. Oh yeah, you're you're a gym boy. Yeah, <laughs> you're a gym boy. You're a gym, gym man. Yeah, but yeah, my, I, my gym, well, my workout playlist is just fucking disgusting, heavy, disgustingly heavy stuff. That's when you listen to Lorna Shaw. Number eleven, I've gone for the main featuring Beach, where the thoughts I have are lying on my bed. Beautiful song. You need to listen to that. You'd really like that, mm. especially if you like the main. Number ten, Amen. Amen by Bring Me the Horizon featuring Little Uzi Vert and Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw. Uh, 
Number nine, I've gone for the opening song on Skrillex's record, Leave Me Like This, which has just got one of my favorite vocals of the year. And like the way he plays it live as well in DJ sets, he sprinkles it in in just the right ways. Number eight, let's fuck sleep tokening, the summoning. <laughs> sleep token. Well, you sleep token. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Probably one of the biggest songs of the year. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. How many streams? 83 million last time I checked. That is ridiculous. Number seven, another appearance of Skrillex in the top 10. Rumble featuring Fred again and Flo Dan. Just one of the most iconic again? songs of this year. Again. <laughs> Frederick. Number six, Elenium's Drown, which is off his self-titled album, which samples Drown by Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, yeah. Blink-182 at number five with the anthem part three. At number four, a band that I discovered at Louder Than Life Festival called yeah. Death Valley Dreams. And the song is called Leave Me Alone. It features uh, your boy from Crowbot. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> Why is he my boy? <laughs> I know Crowbot. <laughs> my but boy. Yeah, he, um, he's on the feature. I played that song. Yeah, today. it's very 80s vibes. Yeah. Ryan Adams in there. Yeah, I love his voice, man. I, I love Nick's voice. What yeah. a band. Like, definitely check out Death Valley Dreams. If you love, like, 80s synth wavy, like, I described it when I spoke to him as, like, it's the kind of music that you get into a drop-top car and just go down a fucking desert road in the middle of the night with, like, lights flickering past you with just that blasting. Have you done that? You? No, I haven't got a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Walsall, mate. Yeah. Like desert roads, don't it? Right, I'm going to stop there. Because I'm down to my top three. So let's get you to top three and then we'll go from there. Again, no order. <laughs> I, don't I don't like lists. Do you not? I feel like it's hard because it depend I mean, depends what mood I'm in with what I want to listen to. Fair. So like I can't, sometimes I like, want to listen to a heavy song. So surely you've got, surely you've got some idea of what would be in your top three. Oh, though. Sleep Token are all in my top five. <laughs> I mean, on the Spotify wrapped, my top five songs or four songs yeah. were Sleep Token. So they're pretty much the one. Let me just list off some that you haven't mentioned. And Shikari, Kiss for the Whole World. Jane. The song. Polaris, Nightmare. Trophy Eyes, Run, Run Away, Come Home, which I mentioned before. Hot Mole, we did that. Kublai Khan, Theory of Mind, which is a banger. Mm. Heavy banger. Speaking of heavy, heavy bangers, Knock Loose. Lost in the World slash Everything is Quiet Now. Because it was a double it was a double single, so Do you not go Deep in the Willow? Counts Deep in the Willow, sorry. Yeah. And everything's quiet now. Not lost, motherfucker. So Yeah. Yeah, you get a two for one on that one. A little two for Silent Planet, Antimatter. Yep. And uh, Antimatter. And I matter. New band that I found discovered this year. They've been knocking around for a few years, but Tropic Gold. Ah, adrenaline. Listen to that song; it's a banger. I have to give that a bash. It's got bring me, bring big, big bring me vibes. Big bring me sound. Um, who else? Honey absence, honeymoon. Oh, I didn't have any honey absence. Is you. Oh, that's a chain. Yeah, yeah. I love that bit. That's um, such a chain. <laughs> Uh, did you say you've done Beartooth, I Was Alive? Yep. That's in my list. And then I feel like the next ones we cross over on. Okay. So at number three, 
I've gone for bring no. And number three, I've gone for sleep token. Take me back to Eden. Yeah, mine's in there. I've basically got five, five sleep token songs. I've got interesting. Some. That do you wish you would love me? Yeah, that's been a grower and a shower. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've I just base it on like which ones I've listened to the most. Fair. I think that's up. That's in there. That's a proper pop tune. That is, isn't it? Yeah, I love it because the way you sort of interpret it can be different so i feel like his the way he's singing it is it sounds do you wish that you love me sounds like he's saying it to someone uh, else but i feel like he's saying it to himself oh, it's like, a, like sort of, it's like you can imagine him in the mirror that's sick i love that perspective. so when you sort of think about that it hits hits different oh bro makes it even more sad yeah that's beautiful yeah so listen to that song with that in mind. Damn, that's Back exactly in. what we do after we finish doing this. Holy shit. Because we've got because it's, it's like smile back at me. Yeah. Do you wish that you love me? Smile back at me if you if you're talking yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, dude. This is why I love doing the show with Ollie, because he's just got such a different perspective on things. And we've got Take Me Back to Eden. Yeah. Ascensionism, which is also in yours. Yeah, I got Ascensionism at number two. I just think that that song. It's like, it's like a Bohemian you know what, Rhapsody. You know what it is, it's a Sonic Journey. Sonic Journey. <laughs> like, I just love, I, I love the bar like that he opens it with. Now I know what you want just so it's from just, me. Because it starts off, you think it's just gonna be like a whole ballad, sort yeah, of vibe. and then it switches to the flow, yeah, and then goes heavy, then goes back to the ballad, then goes. Into that massive you ending. make me yeah. wish I could disappear. Oh, yeah, the bars in that as well. Like, I jet, I, I wish they'd have done a music video for it. I really do. They haven't done any music videos for this album. Are they not? I thought they did one for the summoning. No, all it was was the visualizers of the characters. Really? Yeah. There's been no actual like motherfuckers. That just yeah. goes to show, like, you just need tunes that fuck. Yeah. God damn. I wish the earth. It is weird now you think about it. Because there was a, a bunch off the last album. Yeah. I don't think. You know, they, they didn't really have any for Sundowning. No. The only thing they did, like, the live. Shall I have a look on YouTube? Because this is starting to make me doubt myself. Blood, now. I could have sport. sworn they did one for the summoning. No, 100% didn't. It's just like the visualizer of the character and the lasers coming up. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, they got they got one for Alkaline, which is him sat in the room. Yeah. That's mad. Have they got one for Chokehold? No, Chokehold's a visualizer. No, no, no. Take me back to the Eden music videos. That is mad. They did one for the Love You One. Yeah, the last album was. The only album they've had proper music videos for. That's insane. Because Sundowning didn't have any music videos. They had him doing the the sort of acoustic-y, stripped-down Bloodsport. That's mad. Yeah, because they had they had music videos in the old in like the EPs and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I never even thought about that. Like, Damn. Yeah. So what's what's your best song of two thousand and twenty three then, Ollie? The last song on 
sent me back to Eden, which is Euclid. Interesting. Just, it does something to me that you can't explain. It's, it transcends. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Do you know when you just, sometimes there's a bit of music that you hear and it just like, it makes you feel something. Yeah. You can't explain it. Yeah. Just, it just has this feeling in my chest. Especially with the way it ends. Yeah. And it's just, I've listened to that more, to that song more than any other song this year. Damn, bro. And I love it. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the way that song ends is it ends with the chords that begin, the night doesn't belong to God. Yeah. On sundowning. And so you lyrics come, as well. You come full circle. And well, like before that bit comes in, the lyrics are, um, the night belongs to you. Yeah. So whatever that means <laughs> yeah take it interpret it in your own way vessel but there's a lot of like little easter eggs and little like throwbacks in the lyrics and that song yeah. as well to other songs and then also but so i've got this in my list and it is your number one it is indeed it is bring me the horizon and lost genuinely <laughs> the the chorus on this is one of if not a contender for the best chorus premium you've ever written. Yeah. It's, it's uh, probably like, like Mike M yeah. vibes. But uh, yeah, it's it's just great. Drown is my favorite chorus I've ever written. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Agreed. And I think in a couple of years time, I'll be having a conversation where I'm struggling to separate the two because of how fucking huge this chorus is. And I remember when it first dropped and I was DJing at Face Down in London. And my metering stick for a good new tune is if it's been out for a, like seven days or whatever if i can play it at half one in the half one in the morning and people pop to it then it's a fucking anthem and i dropped it for the first time in the main room at face down and as soon as that chorus hit the volume that people were singing those lyrics back at, yeah. i was like this is going to be a hit for a very long time they're just one of those bands that like when they release a song like the scene stops yeah <laughs> everyone's like we're gonna listen to new yeah Bay. and then a load of bands are like fuck what i bring the horizon doing next oh there's gonna be so many like hyper pop yeah <laughs> metal league bands now coming out. yeah so yeah my greatest song of 2023 lost by bring me the horizon and post human next gen has been pushed back to summer next year yeah well maybe it'll tie into some of the festival appearances true very so. true so yeah that's it that was a long show. It's a long show. Two hours 20. Two hours 20. We did start a little bit like that. I think we started like five past. Still, longest show we've ever done. Stop fucking farting. <laughs> that was my back that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm squeaking all over the place. It's been a good year. It has. Yeah, we started doing this shit. Thank you for, yeah. for not telling me to get fucked when I came to you and said, do you want to be in front of camera instead of behind it? Can you believe 23 episodes? Yeah. With a massive hiatus in there as well. We took like a three-month hiatus. That's still a lot. Like, if you did one a week, that would be still 52. 52, 52 but we didn't start till May. Yeah. It's pretty fucking impressive. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty fucking impressive. Actually, before we get out of here, Lodi, you've sent your top songs of this year in. So, Dr. Scott says, oh, wait, is that albums? No, that song's yeah, Sleep Token, songs. Take Me Back. Number three, Take Me Back to Eden, Sleep Token. Two, Nothing Nowhere featuring Will Ramos. Tragedy, what a shout. I'd forgotten about that. 
That have you heard that? No. That's a fucking banger, man. And number one, Currents, So Alone, Paxo, six six six. My boy, what's happening? Song of the year, Laney Wilson, Wildflowers, and Wild Horses. Love my rock, but this song hit me hard. Let's check that out. Sounds country. Yeah. Sounds very country. Wild. What is it? Wildflowers and wild horses. Yeah. Sounds like my sort of vibe. Yeah. I have to give that a bash. <laughs> well. Yeah, we're getting a little bit sentimental there because it's our last show of the year. It's been a hell of a fucking year. Yeah. Done some pretty cool shit on the show as well in that time. Yeah. I've had many a good guest. Yeah. Shout out to every guest that's joined us over this last year. Shout out to anyone who's watched any of the live streams, to anyone who's listened to the podcast and to anyone who's supported anything that we do. We really fucking appreciate it. Yeah. And there's only one thing left to say. <laughs> my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And my name's Ollie Rout. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Bye. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, there he is. <laughs>